Blog Talk Radio. God, this is Michael J. This is the full-fledged reality show. This is Flat Earth Monday. I'm going to begin to do Flat Earth programming on Monday evenings ad infinitum. As long as I'm not in the camps, I don't think they have Wi-Fi there. And um, But the reality is this. I live on a flat earth. I've been set free from a strong delusion. I'm not worried about Nibiru. Praise God. I'm not worried about 600-foot waves. Hallelujah. 
Do I ever think we had 600-foot waves? Well, I think Noah probably was doing a little surfing with that boat. Hallelujah. But God was with him. For those of you that believe in God, I'm encouraging you to join me for a moment, in a few moments, to uh, consider the Lord, because uh, none of us brought ourselves about. We certainly didn't have anything to do with feeding ourselves, changing our diapers, um, giving us the help we needed to get from our birth to our present estate. Life is filled with provision. Life is filled with amazement. Life is filled with things that point to the glory of God. And for those of you who have met God, who have had their unbelief and spiritual blindness healed by the one God raised from the dead, please join me in prayer and ask for God's blessing on our time of considering the miracle of our existence. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, for, Father, that you are not the author of confusion. Thank you, Father, that you told us in your word about the creation. You have shown us that the world is not a globe. You have shown us that the stars are not millions of miles away. You have shown us that the earth is fixed. It has foundations. You have shown us that you created the firmament and it reveals your handiwork. And for your believers, Lord, that have been seduced away from the, the holy truth of the word of God, we pray. Have mercy on us, Lord. We've been subjected to demonized to deceivers that have been operating in the creation since the 15 and 1600s. Because they hate you, Lord, they are Luciferian. They are children of hell. Because uh, no liar, Lord, is a partaker of your Holy Spirit. No liar is a child of the God of truth. We're asking your blessing on our program tonight. We're asking your blessing in our fellowship. We're asking your blessing on people that call in. We're praying, Father, for the joy of the Lord to bless us in our uh, conversation. We pray, Lord, show us the truth, Lord, and make it, make it set us free from the lies, the delusions, and the deceptions of those that just can't handle the truth. I give you thanks, Father, through Christ Jesus, the Lord, who you raised from the dead. Amen. My name is Michael J. I, uh, I'm amazed uh, that... Uh, that the reality of my being, my existence, is so augmented on so many levels. Every other part of life, even those parts of life that are contrary to life, point to the reality of the miracle of life. If you've heard me in times past, chances are you've known that I spent some time camping out with Uncle Sammy in the jungles of Vietnam where when you needed to take care of business with your entrenching tool and your toilet paper, you had to consider whether or not when you dig into the earth with your entrenching tool, you were going to hit a mine. That's just reality. The issue is 
God gives us incentive to pray about everything, even things that we take for granted. And um, the reality is, uh, you know, uh, life is filled with amazing things. I remember certain times in the seasons in Vietnam prior to the monsoon season where we would see clouds so low and they would scoot across the sky like 50 miles an hour right above us. And then there would be a, a sun shower, a glorious sun shower, because it was usually between 110 and 120 degrees. There were times during the day that I was afraid to breathe because I was concerned that my lungs would burn. It was that hot. And you could take a canteen of water, drink it right down. We're talking a quart canteen. And uh, watch it pour out of your chest because your air conditioning system was finally given permission to get rid uh, of some of the hot water that was in your body. And um, praise God. But the reality is that jungle there was filled with beauty, filled with snakes. We had crocodiles, panthers, and tigers. We had elephants. We had monkeys screaming so loud at night you couldn't sleep. We had exotic birds. We had spiders that were big enough. Their, their webs were five and ten feet across, and they would catch small tropical birds. The spiders were as big as my hand. We had bamboo groves that we slept under where the bamboo was maybe eight to ten inches or twelve inches across as far as, you know, diameter right through from the center, whatever. And these things went 80 to 100 feet tall, straight up, and there were groves of them. You never saw such a place. I was definitely not in California anymore. But the reality is, in all of that glory, in all of that danger, in all of that amazement, with these mountains that we had to climb up when, uh, you know, pulling ourselves up the vines on sides of mountains, we were seeing the enormous, amazing significance of the beauty of nature in the middle of all the danger. I'm, ta- I'm talking to you about the reality of being on a planet that is so filled with beauty and amazement that sometimes we're, you know, we treat life as if we're walking through some kind of um, virtual reality, you know? I want to stamp my feet, clap my hands, shout really loud, and say this. Not only our contemporary situations, and for many of us, there's so much blessing to consider, and for many others that we can consider, there's poverty, there's sickness, there's horror, there's war, there's damage, there's injury, there's um, inflicted sicknesses by our vaccine maniacs, these... uh, biological warfare idiots that call themselves doctors. All they're in it for is the money. They don't care about the implications. They're held harmless by corporate law. But all of this, the significance of our being, is held in the context of this place. The flat earth, I'll call it right out, the flat earth was here before I was. And by God's grace, even though it might be renewed and where eternity overtakes the temporal realities, it's going to be here or I'm gone. But it was here. 
And if you're looking at the slides of this uh, amazing um, program God is letting me do, uh, we're talking about the reality of the flat earth. And I want to read in the context of God's perspective that the flat earth is something that the Bible teaches. Okay? I want to I wanna just give it to you from the first book, the Genesis book, genetics, genes, the origins, the seed reality of the whole of creation was written about in the first book, the book of Genesis. This is where we all had our genesis, our genetic information passed down for thousands of years, created Adam in his own image, called Adam his son, so we're all children of God. And yet because of Adam's default, listening to the liar, breaking covenant with our heavenly father, he sold us into slavery to the liar, Lucifer, Satan. And right there in Genesis Genesis 3.15, God said, we're going to take care of Lucifer. But it was a horror show after that in many respects because of the sin of our father and all of us were born in sin, shaped in iniquity because we were in the first Adam. And the only way we can get out of this mess is to be brought into the last Adam, Jesus Christ, through faith by the power of the gospel because he reveals himself to people and said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's a reality. But the thing is, the power of the gospel, when somebody says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if they say it by the Spirit, if it's not for them an intellectual exercise and a, an expression of their religious dogma, if they're saying things by the Spirit of God, there is life and power in those words, like Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it's the power of God unto salvation for those that believe. God says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. When the Lord speaks to you, like he said, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, as in the day of provocation. When God speaks to you, he's actually giving you the power to come out of the graves, the grave of your own unbelief, your own rebellion, your own sin. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and you can believe in him and have your sins wiped out. Hallelujah. Oh, he did that for me. And when that's part of your testimony, when that's part of your life, you don't lose it unless you intentionally turn away from it. But because of God's grace, you know, it says if we deny him, he remains faithful. He can't deny himself. The Lord is a very gracious and holy and loving Savior. The very first day I met him, he said, I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. That doesn't mean I didn't turn away from God. At times... My loving friend brought me back. So I'm going to read from Genesis, the first chapter, the first verse. We're going to read a few verses and show you the flat earth. Praise God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's a wonderful place to start, in the beginning. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. you got to get this series, this sequence, it's amazing. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now listen carefully. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. 
This is really important because in God, there is no gray. God is light, and then there's darkness. Men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. But there is no darkness or shadow of turning in God. And there is no light in hell or the lake of fire because God is not there. People want to live a life apart from God. They get to live an eternal life apart from God and his goodness and his light and his love and his comfort and his rest and his mercies. There's no light in hell. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. And it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now look at this. God isn't saying anything about the sun. He says, let there be light. And there was light. No mention of the sun. The second day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. That means between the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the firmament be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, yielding seed, and the fruit tree, yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. And the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. This is the first time God is talking about lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good in the evening and the morning were the fourth day. After this is the fifth day and then the sixth day when he made man. But I wanted to make it clear that there was light first. And then the Lord allowed the light to be focused on the earth from the sun and the moon and the stars that he placed in the firmament. And the firmament is what he called heaven, right? The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament his handiwork. Now, In this context of Genesis 1, there were waters above the firmament, 
that's on the other side of the sun and the moon and the stars, and waters below the firmament, that is, in the seas, and the firmament is over the earth, dividing the waters from better above the firmament from the waters below in the earth. So here's, here's an amazing reality. If the sun and the moon and the stars are in the firmament right above us, and they are, we are looking at something that is not what has been described by the people that have been educating us with programming. The peoples of the world are being lied to. The governments of nations are stealing billions of dollars, yen, whatever, francs, Deutschmarks, out of care, euros. They're stealing rubles from the people. I mean, I'm really disappointed in our brother Vlad. Vladimir, baby, Mr. Putin, stop lying to your people. You've got the moral high ground, okay? You don't need to continue to do your space thing, okay? We can't get out of the firmament. I don't know how high the aircraft that we fly go. I know that uh, the SR-71 had vernier jets, you know, in almost so that they could actually maneuver the front of that aircraft flying three times the speed of sound by vernier jets pushing the nose of the aircraft one way or another. But I also believe with everything that's in me, we never got beyond the firmament. Let's remember, if you can, look it up on the Internet. It's a YouTube video where the astronauts were asked, how did you get through the Van Allen belt? You know, this place that they say is so uh, radioactive that people will melt. Well, these uh, it's it's evident that these uh, astronauts, so-called, were so upset about what the government did and put them into because they were supposed to have gone to the moon and then come back and whatever. They uh, were so upset that they were required to lie that they were phony heroes, that they have never gotten through the firmament. Here's what the astronauts said. When they asked him, well, how did you guys get back? Because they, essentially they were inside a tin can. There was no lead shielding. There was no nothing. You know, there wasn't a rocket on the planet that could have led, uh, raised something if they could even got through the firmament, which they can't, because evidence shows that it's solid. But the reality is, here's what the astronaut said when he was asked, well, how did you guys get twice? You went there and you got back and, and uh, you, you didn't die. And he said, well, the reason why we, you know, were able to do that is because we didn't know it was there at the time. That is literally what he said. And what were they going to do? It was on live television. And it was the truth. They didn't know about the firmament. They didn't know about the, um, let's say, the Van Allen belt. Yes, they knew about the firmament. How do I know? Because... If you look at the high-altitude atomic weapon testing where they were testing thermonuclear devices, high-altitude over different places in the Earth where they put strontium-90 throughout the whole you know, upper atmosphere trying to fire nuclear weapons to break through the firmament 
and there's actual pictures of these nuclear devices exploding against the inside of the firmament. You can actually see the video of these nuclear weapons being exploded against the firmament. Many cultures would be transformed quickly if the right to rule was shown to be about moral justice and not about people being persuaded that their government is the only thing between civilization and danger. That's why I said, is the threat of an, an alien invasion and the desire for disclosure of alien involvement in human history part of a massive and internationally organized program of deception? Earlier on, I said, look, I'm very concerned. I was very concerned, rather, about Nibiru, the lies, Planet X coming through here. Okay, doomsday, 600-foot waves traveling at the speed of sound, washing people off the continent. I was concerned. And look at how many movies they have made. Armageddon. Sudden Impact, uh, Independence Day, all of these things about alien invasions. Do I believe in aliens? Well, I believe in entities that are not of this physical creation because I believe they're multidimensional beings, a.k.a. spiritual beings, and they are able to transform themselves into, quote, angels of light. These entities have been around for thousands of years, you know, affecting what's going on in in this flat earth. You want to find out about them? Read the book of Enoch or listen to it on the internet, the book of Enoch. It's about three and a half hours long. It's amazing. It has excerpts from the book of Noah and other other uh, amazing people. And you're, you can hear the conversation between uh, Enoch and Almighty God and Enoch and multiple angels, good angels, bad angels, crying fallen angels because they were told by Enoch as God sent Enoch to tell them, you guys are never going to receive forgiveness. Your children are never going to be forgiven. Your children and you are going to spend eternity in torment because of your rebellion against the almighty God who is holy and you sinned an eternal sin because you broke eternal laws. Now, really, the amazing thing about what God is doing in revealing himself to mankind is that he prevented Adam, the first father, from going back into the garden and eating of the tree of life after his whole being had been infected with spiritual death because that would have meant that all of us who were still inside him, in his loins, if you will, would have become like the children of the fallen angels and the fallen angels themselves. We would have had eternal life as spiritually dead people. God said no He put his angel there with a flaming sword He said no you're not coming back in this garden You blew it You're out of here The denial of the evidence Of the sun, the moon and the stars Being in a firmament And very close 
to the earth and that all the earth is covered by something that man cannot penetrate has created chaos and fear in mankind. In times past, they knew that God was real. They, they were concerned or confused about which God to serve, okay, so they would make gods uh, out of uh, different things like wood or gold or whatever, and they would fashion gods in the shape of a calf or or a, um, what, a snake? Yeah, they would do that. Reptilians, I mean, you know, devils. They would have gods that looked like devils like we do now, the Baphomet, you know, idiocy. That's their false god, Lucifer, Satan. But the reality is, in times past, when the fallen angels were walking among men in the time of Jared and in the time of Enoch, the seventh from Adam, and when there was, you know, of these fallen angels mating with human females and producing giants that were sometimes three to 400 feet tall, then you'll understand where these cities, many of which that were dropped down under the surface of the earth, and these pyramids that were built, uh, even the crystal pyramids that they found off, you know, Bermuda and the Bermuda Triangle under 900 meters of water, 900 meters, but they're huge. The, the uh, huge stone um, cities in the top of the Andes Mountain, the amazing megalithic structures in the Ural Valley, uh, Ural Mountains in Russia, the huge pyramids in there's a valley that's got at least six pyramids, and one of them is so big, and it was covered with trees and earth. It was so big they thought it was a mountain. Until they started investigating, it's not a mountain. It was built huge, and it was they 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 found you know energy coming out of it, measurable energy. So we've got technology, the evidence of. Uh, what technology the fallen angels and their children gave to men prior to the flood and even after the flood. If you want to read an amazing book, get get the book uh, Dead Men's Secrets by Jonathan Gray. An incredible book that documents and catalogs huge numbers of technologies and discoveries that are intentionally being hidden or destroyed People of the the same people that are running the space program do not want any evidence at all that mankind isn't as smart as he used to be. They're promoting the denial of God by the promotion of evolution. They they find these skeletons of these uh, children of the Nephilim, the Rephaim, these giants, and they destroy them or they confiscate them. And they're looking for ways to bring, uh, to give the demons that they're serving a new body so that they can inhabit the new body. And they're trying to genetically, you know, use the DNA to produce uh, clones where they find viable DNA in these giant, giant skeletons or, or uh, cadavers or mummies that they're finding all over the world. So what does this have to do with the flat earth? Well, the reality is this. If we are being subjected 
to this kind of psychological operation at such a massive scale, it's because it is part of a worldwide international cabal of people who are intentionally opposing the truth of God. There is no evidence that we've ever seen a picture of a globe Earth from outer space. Every single picture, and uh, what's his name, Mark Sargent? He, he will show you this. You, you look up Flat Earth and, and Mark Sargent, you will find out. There's no evidence at all. His research is impeccable. There's no evidence at all that we ever went to the moon. There's no evidence at all. And, uh, and Rob uh, Skiba? He's, he's, you know, been showing the truth that there is no biblical evidence to support a globe Earth, that the globe has to do with denying the significance of our being the children of the living God. I'm encouraging people that are flat Earth people to give us a call. The number here is 347-826-9733. Um, if you're looking at the pictures that uh, the slideshow that I was able to put together with this Block Talk Radio, you'll see a picture of me uh, out in the boonies. I was in the Air Force Survival School, um, uh, and I want to. I'm mentioning that to tell you this: uh, another miracle in my life was God let me be a loadmaster on C5 Galaxies Galaxy aircraft, the C5A and the C5B model when it just came out. They've got another model now. But as a loadmaster, I used to travel across both oceans, thousands and thousands of miles, going east, going west, whatever. And if the Earth was spinning, the kind of air travel that I did would have literally been impossible. Cannot, if the Earth is spinning at the equator at 1,100 miles an hour towards the east, which is a lie because it's not. The sun and the moon and the stars are moving across the sky, but the earth is not moving. They are moving in the firmament. And this is easily understood. I am doing whatever is necessary, you know, in the context of what this conversation is about with people that are out there. I know you're out there. And I'm telling you, if you understand the implications of a spinning ball, equator so-called going 1,100 miles an hour, please work with me here. And on the outside of our atmosphere that gets thinner and thinner and thinner, there is vacuum. Please tell me. You're, they're they're going to try to say to you, oh, well, the thing that's keeping the, the air and the water close to Earth is called gravity. That is so phony. That is so phony. You know, the kind of gravity that's necessary to hold really big things down would absolutely crush really small things. 
I personally have been persuaded because of the research of others that gravity is an, a, a, a not a viable concept. It is not a doctrine of truth. What we're really dealing with on the flat earth is density. It always reminds me of that wonderful scene in Back to the Future in the diner when the father is trying to tell his future wife, you are my destiny, but he's he was a nerd, and he said, you are my density. Okay? Density explains everything. Like why lead is heavier than um, a rubber ball. Okay? The molecules, the atoms packed really close together. You know, the density that's in uranium, plutonium, lead, whatever. These things are really close together. That explains that in an atmosphere, because you can drop lead, by the way, in a uh, a thing of, of um, like really thick liquid, and it will slow it down. It won't drop as quickly as it will drop if you dropped it through air or through normal water. But water will slow it down too. But you see, density means will float above water. And things like uh, freon or helium or other lighter gases, helium, will rise because they are not as dense. You look at a helium atom or a helium molecule, I mean, that's it, helium. Now, if you got H2O, you got water. Well, there's more molecules there, and it's heavier than helium. Hallelujah. Excuse me, hydrogen. I'm sorry. Hydrogen, just H. The reality of Density is a much more honest, justifiable, provable concept than gravity. So I'm getting back to this so-called spinning globe at 1,100 miles an hour where we've got lighter and lighter atmospheric gases going all the way out to, you know, where there's almost no oxygen and whatever. And this so-called spinning globe 1,100 miles an hour at the equator. And that means as it goes higher, you know, uh, higher. As it goes north or as it goes south, it's actually, if, if this was a globe, the, the smaller radius of those different um, meridian lines or whatever they are um, would mean that the earth, the earth is spinning slower but if you remember, if you've ever been roller skating, ice skating, and been on a whip, if you're out there at the end, the people are barely moving in the middle, but they're spinning you out there at the end, okay, and you're going fast. So at the, at the equator, 1,100 miles an hour, let me ask you a question. Did you ever throw a dog in water or see a dog come out of the water? He's got a lot of air all over him, and he starts shaking, and that water takes off? going through the thinner air, right? And it's going in every direction. Everybody's getting drenched, praise God. That dog is not doing the shaking at 10 miles an hour, I'll bet you. 
certainly not 20 miles an hour or 30, certainly not 300 miles an hour, certainly not six or 900 or 1,100 miles an hour spinning, because if this ball was spinning, we would have lost all our water a long time ago. It, it would have been shot out of the air, never to come back. Why? Well, because there's, they say there's vacuum out there. Vacuum. Every single thing on the planet at 1,100 miles an hour would be gone because that's what happens. If there's nothing to resist you except density, you see, density is a totally different thing. But you see, even at 1,100 miles an hour, density wouldn't make a whole lot of difference because you do centrifugal force like with water in a bucket and you're swinging it around and over your head and whatever at what, three or four, five, ten miles an hour? What if you started swinging that bucket at a thousand miles an hour? Bring your arms out. If you let it go, it's going to keep going. Doesn't matter how dense it is, praise God. Now, there's wonderful pictures that I put on this slideshow that have to do there's one right there with the rays that are coming down from the sun through the clouds. It has been estimated because we look at the occult understanding of, of uh, the flat earth. The, the, the nations know the earth is flat, okay? That's why they have a pyramid with a sun on the top of it. Because the rays of the sun will form a pyramid through the clouds because it's right above the clouds. In the firmament, maybe 3,000 miles away. And it is a light. It is not a ball. It is a light in the firmament. Now, the Word of God, and I believe Enoch is the Word of God, the Word of God makes it really clear that sometimes the Lord causes judgment to come by the sun on the earth. Sometimes he causes judgment to come by the moon on the earth. People that don't want to talk about the truth will not want you to talk about the fact that the sunlight is totally different than moonlight, and moonlight is not reflected light. I used to use a laser thermometer when I was doing roofing, and I would put that laser thermometer on the black tar I was using in roofing, and it would get really up there like 160 degrees. I would take that same laser thermometer point next to it to some elastomeric that was white, and it would drop down to 90 degrees or 80. This was in the sunlight. Black is absorbing the heat, and, and it would just get hotter. White is reflecting the heat. It would get cooler. But it was still warm. to show you that there's a different kind of heat coming from the moon. People are doing this experiment. They're shining their laser pointer out of the moonlight, and it is warmer than when they shine their laser pointer on the moonlight on the ground. I'm personally persuaded by somebody, by people that are a lot more intelligent than me, that the sun is a a, a radiation device. It is imparting energy. It radiates. 
but the moon is an energy gathering device called a capacitor and it absorbs energy. That's why when you're pointing the laser pointer at moonlight, it is drawing energy away from the ground. Where moonlight is shining, it is colder than out of the moonlight because uh, where the moonlight is shining, it's actually absorbing the energy where the moonlight hasn't shined and it's still got the energy from the sun that day and it's in the shadow from the moonlight. Moonlight, it is warmer. So the sun is a radiating device. The moon is a capacitor absorbing the energy back into itself so that you have a complete circuit in the firmament. Now, let's consider this. When God said that all the stars are going to fall from the sky, Tiff language? I mean, when he said the whole earth is going to be destroyed by a flood, he told this to Noah. When he said by the angel of the Lord, I am going to uh, totally destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, you need to leave. Okay, was he using figurative language? No. Now, God is not the author of confusion. When he said he put the sun and the moon and the stars in the firmament, he was telling the truth. They're right above us. When he said the stars are going to fall from the heaven, what is the heaven? Genesis 1 said he called the firmament heaven. It's right above us. Why are people prevented from going to the South Pole? I was looking for some courageous people on Facebook. You know, if you're on Facebook and you've seen my posts, you know how bashful I am. I need people to encourage me, you know, in their love of the truth, three four seven eight two six nine seven three three. There are people out there that are they're into this flat Earth. I mean, they've been studying it longer than me. Are they doing programs? Well, some of them, maybe. I don't know. But the reality is, they're posting. They're pointing out that you can put uh, one of those high energy green lasers down low across the water and water. Actually, you know, water level is about water that always seeks its own level. It's all level. You know, how many people have used to level, you know, to level things? There's liquid inside there, and, and the water uh, or whatever it's in there, it, there's a bubble in there. And so the water always seeks its own level, and the bubble, less density, right, rises to the top. Praise God. So the reality is I'm looking for flat earth people to jump in the pond with me, the water's just fine, and uh, jump in this, uh, you know, lake. You know, it's not too choppy. Hallelujah. Because we're able to see the laser go uh, many, many miles across the lake and still remain at the same level when it hits something on the other side. It is able to be seen. It's able to be noticed. There is no curve there because Mr. Rothbottom, he proved, and there's this amazing formula. You know, I still haven't learned it. You know, I'm just lazy and rebellious, I guess. But the first, you know, mile is eight inches, but the next mile is eight inches plus the square of whatever, so it's 32 inches and go on going on. So, Certain lakes, like, you know, uh, Chicago is supposed to be 
like hundreds of feet be- below the horizon because it's 40 or 60 miles away. I forget. But the reality, you're not supposed to be able to see the base the base of the buildings in Chicago if you're using binoculars or high level telescope and how many people have been taught that the earth is curved and that's why boats disappear that that's not why boats disappear it has to do with the focal point of the human eye you put a pair of binoculars or a high power telescope you'll see the complete boat no matter how far it goes unless it's really choppy you know or waves but waves they're not a curve okay so what is the flat earth about? The flat earth is about declaring that God made this place. We're not a part of a solar system. We're not. Historically speaking, the planets, it seems, were called the wandering stars because they move. The planets, it may be, actually represent fallen angels. Obviously, only you know, a certain number. And by the way, I don't believe in the asteroid belt. Oh, it's possible. But if it's in the firmament, okay, fine. What about asteroid? What about comets? Well, I believe they're in the firmament too. But how does God produce them? Okay, how? Because the reality is, If there's water above the firmament and the firmament is still there, I mean, because why do I say that? Well, because the sun and the moon and the stars are in the firmament. So the firmament is there. Okay. Where did the fire come from that Elijah called down on Mount Carmel? Where did the rocks come from that the Lord was dropping on the giant? And on the enemies of Israel. Where did the fire come from that was called down by Elijah on the the two captains in their 50s? Well, the word of God says the fire came from God. God sent the fire. The word of God says that um, Joshua told the sun to stand still and the moon. He didn't tell the earth to stand still. Okay? He told the sun to stand still and the moon. And it stood still for about a day. Now the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, excuse me, Hezekiah by the prophet Isaiah, where Isaiah said by the word of the Lord that the Lord is going to move the sun backward 10 degrees. And that's what happened. He didn't say he moved the earth backward 10 degrees so for believers and this is for believers for believers you need to believe the word of god immovable that's in the word of god the lord rains fire down on his enemies in the word of god the lord drops stones on his enemies in the word of god the lord rained fire and brimstone on sodom and gomorrah you can find petrified balls of solid almost 100% pure sulfur 
where Sodom and Gomorrah has been, and you'll see where those sulfur balls were actually burning right into granite. Super hot. The amazing thing about those balls of sulfur is truly as almost 100% pure. See, God knows what he's doing. And we've been lied to. And the Lord knows how to tell the truth and set us free. I've been having too much fun. It's almost an hour since the program started. And, you know, that's because um, be real excited. I'll be right back. Now we can see a new world coming into view. A world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. The new world order does not mean surrendering our national sovereignty or forfeiting our interests.
God. You know, God knows what to do with liars. You know, uh, it's an amazing thing to consider that the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, the incarnated word of God, uh, the son of the living God, God in the flesh, identified himself as the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life that's in me. He is the truth that sets me free. He is the way to walk with God. And um, confessing the truth, two plus two equals four, is an aspect of confessing Christ. Okay? When people start lying, they're denying the God of truth. When they say there is no God, that's obvious. But how about when they say deception like vaccines are good for you or you don't have a right to tell people the truth about God and about sin because um, you're offending somebody. Well, you know, when God tells you to tell somebody the truth, to warn them, who are you going to worry about offending? The God that you're disobeying or the one who's denying that there is a God and telling you you don't have a right to obey God? Now, I I need to come right out front. When, When God brought me to himself, it was a miracle. I... I had allowed sin to do a lot of damage in my life because when I was sinning against others, I didn't understand I was sinning against myself. I was a rebel. I wounded myself from sin. Even after I was a Christian for two years, landed in Vietnam, I was still crazy. I was still, you know, very unwhole. But I was walking with God and he was walking with me, confessing The truth that God gives you allows you to walk with God. What do I mean? Well, the word of God says this. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? You want to find out how to walk with God? Start reading the word of God. I encourage you to read it out loud and ask God to show you when you come across something that you don't understand, but you know, even though you don't understand it, that God is showing you this is the truth. And if you don't know it's the truth, You can always ask the God of truth about it. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, but ask in faith. Don't be double-minded. Ask in faith. The word of God says, seeing he already gave you his son, what will he withhold from you? It's like praying the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. When you ask for God's will, You're just asking him to do what he's already going to do, and you're getting in agreement with him. Praise God. That's why it's good to give thanks. Your will is being done in my life. Hallelujah. Because that's what you told me to ask for. Praise God. That's what I believe you're going to do, because you're going to do your will. You are God. You don't even need my permission to be God. Hallelujah. But he wants us to walk with him. He leads in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. He restores my soul. I mean, the reality is, even though I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death with him many times, he would take away my fear. I could trust him because he was was my defense. He had a rod. He had a staff, a rod of correction, a staff of defense. He was my God. 
and is my God. So the reality is speaking the truth to people who need the truth because God is the one who instructs us. God gives us definition in our lives. Uh, the reality movement is one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing internet movement on the planet. Why? Well, because we're dealing with sociopathic monsters who do not like the truth. For them, the truth is a hate crime. Tell them the truth. It's a hate crime. God is the God of truth, and they are at war with God. They say murder is good, only it's not murder. It's called abortion or euthanasia or war, destroying the lives of millions of innocent people with their false flags like 9-11, like the Gulf of Tonkin that never happened, like seducing Saddam to go down into Kuwait to defend his own property so we could go in there and destroy uh, millions of his people and then place him under horrifying you know, constraints, allowing thousands of children to die because we wanted Saddam's oil. We wanted Iraq's oil just like we wanted the oil in in uh, Libya, we wanted to shut that man down. I'm not talking about the United, uh, Americans. I'm talking about the sociopaths that hijacked our nation. I don't mind truth in the face of liars. Why? Well, because God tells me to do that. I am warning them. Your lying, your murder, your treason, your unbelief, your rebellion your witchcraft, your pedophilia, your insanity, your moral hatred of everything that's good is the evidence that you are vessels of wrath being prepared for eternal destruction. Only your Luciferian masters don't want you to know that. You're listening to the spirits, the evil spirits of the children of the Nephilim and human females and the Nephilim bloodline, you're listening to lying spirits. Why? Because they hate anything and everything that has in it the image of God who has judged them. They're still in the earth to afflict, to cause war, to possess, to torment, to lie, to deceive. And there's a lot of stupid, stupid people. Because sin makes people stupid. There's a lot of stupid people who believe that their riches and their and the fear of their ma- their masters, the fear of the blood oaths that they took, is is can even be compared to the terror of the Lord. This life is like a vapor. This life is like this like life is like a point in time, less than a picosecond compared to. A trillion, 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 trillion years, and that's just the beginning. This life is nothing. The fear of man is a snare. God says the snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you know that you're a sinner and you're cursed, you're under a horrifying demonic enthrallment, you're under the threat of death from the the monsters that are controlling your life, you could say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Hallelujah. And I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the one you raised from the dead. Take away my sin and deliver me from evil. 
by the grace of God, they could kill you tomorrow, and it wouldn't make any difference because you'd be with God forever and ever. Because for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The Lord was encouraging me when I was facing imminent death with every step I took. And yet God was there giving me grace, taking away my fear. That's right. He was living in my heart. The Holy Spirit had fallen on me. I was praying in a heavenly language called tongues, an unknown tongue. God was showing me things in the spirit. I was not a natural man or an enemy of God anymore. And I was asking for his help because I had plenty of incentive. Hallelujah. I want to talk. There's reasons why God lets me choose these subjects, okay? There's reasons. We're dealing we're dealing with an amazing a reality if we are understanding the miracle of our existence. Here's a guy born in 384 before the Christian era in Athens, Greece, died in uh, 322. What a coincidence. Anyway, he was an Athenian statesman. And he's recognized as the greatest of ancient Greek orators who aroused Athens to oppose Philip of Macedon and later his son, Alexander the Great. His speeches provide valuable information on the political, social, and economic life of the 4th century. In other words, he was a significant person, but he didn't start out significant. Demosthenes, a contemporary of Plato and Aristotle, was the son of a wealthy sword maker. His father died when he was seven, leaving a large inheritance. But the boy's unscrupulous guardians took advantage of their position. When he came of age, he received very little of his estate. His strong desire to sue his guardian, Ephobus, in the courts, coupled with a delicate physique that prevented him from receiving the customary Greek gymnastic education led him to train himself as an orator. He also studied legal rhetoric. In his parallel lives, Plutarch, the Greek historian and biographer, relates that Demosthenes built an underground study where he exercised his voice. He shaved one half of his beard so that he could not go out in public. That brings up some amazing things, by the way, because a man without a beard is historically indecent, feminized, okay? God didn't make mistakes by giving men beards to cover their face. And he didn't make a mistake by removing the facial hair of women so we could see that delicate beauty in some. But anyway, he's underground with half a beard, and uh, he had a speech defect an inarticulate, stammering pronunciation that he overcame by speaking with pebbles in his mouth and by reciting verses when running or out of breath. He also practiced speaking before a large mirror. Well, this is what I'm doing right now. It took the Lord about four years to heal most of the damage to my psyche that had been done by my experimentation with psychedelic 
substances, a.k.a. sorcery, diethylamide. And because of the demons that were hindering me, oppressing me, and um, crippling me psychologically, okay, I was challenged in many, many areas because as a child I had been uh, actually tested. And I won't tell you the results, but let's say that people got excited. And what God allowed because of my sin and, and, and my rebellion, he allowed me to damage myself intellectually, psychologically, emotionally. And the Lord has been restoring my soul. And he's giving me these programs to invest in other people because you can't help but reap what you sow. Speaking the truth in love, encouraging others, standing in the gap, making a difference, learning from the Spirit of God how he makes ordinary, broken people significant by teaching them to overcome. Like the word of God says, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph, Jesus Christ. Or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For my God shall apply, uh, supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We're not just talking about financial needs, emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs. We're talking about all your needs. God is able to take broken people. Remember, he didn't come for those that were okay, for the righteous. He came for the morally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically sick people because he was going to be their healing, their healer, their God, their provider, their savior, the lover of their soul. And the fact that we're challenged in this culture, in these generations, with hundreds of years of programming, that we're denying the glory of the Lord in his firmament and denying uh, the truth of God because they began to spin the lies of deceitful Luciferian gospels, Luciferian doctrines, okay? No, our solar system is not traveling through our galaxy at, at uh, 66,000 miles an hour, and our galaxy is not traveling through uh, the, the uh, universe at 660,000 miles an hour. No, the earth is on pillars. The earth is fixed and immovable. The sun and the moon and the stars move around us. If we had been traveling like that for thousands of years, the so-called North Star Polaris would not be still in the same place. Hallelujah. My, my life is amazing. My life is amazing. I, I got to do so many things because God was using things to make me understand how to be a man because I never had a father. He became my father. He let me be a tank driver after Vietnam in the Santa Cruz Cavalry. He let me be a weapons instructor and teach people how to blow up Soviet vehicles in the 91st Division training. He let me be a helicopter crewman in the 820th Engineers with a Huey helicopter over there in Marin County. He let me join the 12th Special Forces. Praise God. 
let me be a paratrooper. It was one of those times he was dealing with me because he wanted to get my attention. He allowed me to break my back in a parachuting accident. Praise God. It was like one of those can-you-hear-me-now moments in my life. It lasted for a while. Hallelujah. But God healed my back, and he let me be this loadmaster in C-5-8 galaxies. If you have never been in a C-5 on the ground like they have these air shows, you won't know how big it is. But, I mean, they could put six Greyhound buses side-by-side inside a C-5. And that's not, you know, including above the cargo deck in the tail section where there were 80 passengers or the flight deck up front where we had bedrooms with six beds, three and three, a kitchen, a bathroom, you know, the whole thing, plus the flight deck. It was an enormous plane. One of my greatest joys coming back over to the Pacific one time, we were coming back with an empty cargo hold. And you could go down the, the tail from the tail section, the ladder, and walk through the aircraft and go to the front section to climb another ladder to go up to the flight deck. Cargo hold was empty. Praise God. It was like I was at thirty five thousand feet. We're going we're going five hundred plus miles an hour. We probably had a tailwind. There's a point to this story, okay? But I could look out the window. And, and yet realize I'm inside this huge aircraft. It was like being inside a basketball court flying 500 miles an hour, 35,000 feet. And it was amazing to me that I was inside something that big going that fast. But let's get to the point. In every aircraft, big or small, you've got the artificial horizon. It's this little ball inside some liquid. Remember density? And this little ball has white on the top of it and black on the bottom of it. And it's got this kind of meridian, um, uh, you know, let's call it, let's call the, the middle point, the equator on this little ball. And if you go into a dive, more white showing than black because you're in a dive. And the ball stays level with whatever it is that, that is connected with what you call gyroscopes. It stays level at all times from the gyroscopes. So, and it stays level because of density and whatever. I, I have, I really don't understand it, but all I'm saying is this. We were never in a dive. When we were flying at 35,000 feet at 500 miles an hour, we were never in a dive. We stayed out there. We were on autopilot. And if the, if the, Flat Earth was actually a globe going that fast. We would have had to be in a constant dive to stay with the contour of globe. And if it was a globe and we didn't dive, we would have flown right off into space. But we stayed at a constant altitude, at a constant attitude. We were not in a dive. We were flying level. Now, the reality is there's something else you need to understand. If we're flying towards the east, and, the, and let's say at our latitude, it was like 900 miles an hour instead of 1,100 miles an hour, then if we were going 500 miles an hour in, in east relative to the globe Earth, we would actually be going what relative to the globe Earth? 
1,400 miles an hour. By the way, it would have sheared the wings off our aircraft because the wind wasn't going, you know, towards, you know, the wind wasn't going that speed. Or maybe I've got it reversed. Who can tell? i got to think it through. But the reality is this. If we had a tailwind because the wind was going 900 miles an hour, it wouldn't have sheared the earth but what are uh, the wings off the plane but what happens if you tried to go 500 miles an hour west with the the wind going 900 miles an hour because the so-called gravity is keeping it constant with the globe earth ball earth that would have sheared our wings off being hit by a 900 mile an hour wind while we're trying to go 500 miles an hour against it And by the way, who would have won? We would still be going backwards at 400 miles an hour. See what I'm saying? So the globe Earth is a lie. And it's our job as people, children of God, if we're asking God for understanding, seek wisdom, seek seek understanding, seek knowledge, seek for it as, as silver and gold that's in the Proverbs, it's our as, as people, we need to overthrow the lies that other men are using to try to manipulate us. And people might not see the relevance, but the reality is these guys are stealing billions of dollars per year from the American economy, and it's all going into their private corporations. These are not government agencies. NASA's not a government agency. says it is, but it isn't. These are all private contractors. And they just steal the money. It goes down the rat hole so they can fake the shuttle uh, missions. And they don't have shuttles now. They can fake the, the missile launches, the rocket launches, the space station. It's all green screen. It's been proven again and again. Why? Because they want to deny moral law. That's why. That's right. They're getting away with stealing. They're getting away with uh, extortion. They're getting away with fear. You know, telling us we have to prepare with missiles for an asteroid strike. Uh huh. Personally, to believe in kinetic weapons, They're, they can launch uh, uh, something really fast up there, and they can uh, allow it like a heavy duty, highly dense, okay, a kinetic energy weapon like this big missile, and it can come down at, what, 13,000 or 14,000 miles an hour. And when it hits, as they demonstrated in the, in the, the, uh, the um, G.I. Joe movie, you know, the kind of shock wave that's produced by a kinetic energy weapon can certainly simulate an asteroid. I personally think that that's they used a kinetic energy weapon against that fertilizer plant down there in Texas because that's one of the places that they were processing old nuclear weapons and they wanted to get rid of the evidence. I personally believe they're doing lots of things that most people don't understand. But you see, knowing the truth... No, that wasn't an asteroid. It could have been what they call a meteor because let's just say it this way again. 
God is able to throw down rocks from the heavens. That's the firmament. And uh, there has been some speculation that the kind of material that God used to make the firmament been released in the earth, and it is a pure, like the pure sulfur, it is a pure iron. And Job refers to the sky, the firmament, the heavens, as a molten looking glass. Now, there's a picture on here that shows a, what's called a sun ring, and we've seen more than one sun. Let's consider the possibility, because many of these things have been seen out towards the edge of the firmament. Let's say uh, they want to call it the South Pole. A lot of people believe that Antarctica totally surrounds the flat earth with these huge walls of ice. But when you see a, a dual sun, could it really only be that you're seeing a sun that's reflecting because of its proximity to the firmament and because it's low in the sky that you're seeing a reflection of the sun against the inner wall of the firmament. See, I don't, I don't see any, any evidence that the sun shines on the other side of itself any more than there is a dark side of the moon. I believe these are disks and I am, in this grace of sharing this, you know, my intuitive sense of what's going on, this is about getting people to think. This is about saying, look at you're made in the image of God. If you want wisdom, you want understanding, go to your heavenly father, believe in his son who he raised from the dead, and ask him to start teaching you, ask him to start giving you understanding, ask God to show you what he is going to do with your life, to make your life significant because this life with all the pain, the suffering, the sickness, the death, the grieving, the horror, the evil, this life is not about this life. This life is about people understanding that we're just getting glimpses. And some people, the thing that they're focusing on is total evil. They're just getting glimpses of the evil that they're going to have to reap because with everything we do, we sow a seed. Hallelujah. Now, for people that don't know how to forgive, they can't receive forgiveness. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, but whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. That is, there is forgiveness with you, Lord, that you may be feared. That's what the Word of God says. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If you haven't received forgiveness for your sin, for your lying, for your rebellion, for your jealousy, for your envy, envy, for your hatred, which is as the sin of murder, for your idolatry, for your lust, for those things that cause you shame, get forgiveness in Jesus' name. And then forgive everybody based on your understanding that the Lord paid for their sin too. You don't forgive sins like God forgives sins. You forgive the sins that people sinned against you. It says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. We're not asking, we're not forgiving people for their, forg- for their sins against God. That is God's job. Only he can forgive sins. And he gives us the grace through Christ to forgive people whether they trespass against us. 
But if they don't repent, if they don't receive forgiveness from God, they will maybe know that we forgave them. And that will be an eternal mockery because they will probably hold our forgiveness in contempt. I say they don't think they need forgiveness. They're, you know, they're the predator superior species, you know, don't you know, uh, on their evolutionary um, scale. They're, 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 they're clever. They really don't know they're just clever and they're, they're inhabited by clever devils who have deceived them. Like the Lord said, there were two men in the, in the temple. One was a Pharisee, filled with self-righteousness, saying, Lord, I'm glad I, I, I do this. I'm glad I'm this. I'm glad I, I tithe, you know, but I'm certainly glad that I'm not like that guy over there. And that guy over there, he, he, he was so ashamed for a sin. He said, God, he couldn't even look up. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The Lord Jesus said, that's the man that went home justified. Not that self-righteous fool. Last half hour, I'm, I'm just amazed to uh, encourage people to uh, take a chance and communicate their faith uh, because, uh, you know, who knows? But uh, God is always worth bragging about. I mean, I'm so grateful that he didn't let me drop down into an eternal hell. I will never, never be able to thank him enough, and that's why he gave me eternity. Banker, he's a badge-wearing gangster, collector 
of the revenue. Watch out for martial law. And if he's tailing you, you better not run. Just read the news in the papers covering some of his capers. He's dangerous when he's aiming that gun. That boy is dangerous when he's aiming that gun. He was part of the dream when we could count on him But now he sold his allegiance to those socialist schemers and their every whim Now I've got nothing against him If he's out defending my country, my bill of rights But if he's out there abusing all those powers he's using Then maybe we should turn off his lights Watch out for martial law When he's out there watching after you If he's a tool of the bankster He's a badge-wearing gangster An agent straight from Interpol Watch out for martial law He's there to prove who owns a muscle and might And he just might pull you over to the side of the shoulder Cause he cannot see your license plate Watch out for martial law And if he's tailing you, you better not run Just read the news in the papers Covering some of his capers He's dangerous when he's waving that gun I said you better be wary If he's had a bad hair day Because he's dangerous when he's aiming that gun He can be dangerous when Praise God. You know, um, we were talking about, I was sharing with you, that moral government can be obtained again when people understand that the only way that the the two-legged devils are maintaining their control over society is by using techniques that they learn from devils. One of the biggest techniques, of course, is to put people in fear. They've legalized this technique by placing America in a constant state of martial law, in a constant state of a declaration of emergency. They've had wars on terror. They've had wars on cancer. They've had wars on poverty. They've had, uh, you know, wars against communism. They had wars against Nazism and fascism. All of these were designed to control the world. Because the bastards that do this finance both sides of every war. In Vietnam, I found out later on, I was there in Vietnam watching my friends die. I found out that the largest oil refinery in all of Southeast Asia was in 
the North Vietnamese Haiphong Harbor, and it was it belonged to Exxon. Exxon Oil financed Vietnamese, and they were getting their plane parts for their MiG fighters from Rolls Royce. The, the reality of their using that war to have their deep black drug exportation, importation to America programs of opium and heroin where a pound could go for, you know, they'd pay $200 for it and a pound of that pure opium when it gets on the street was, I believe, more than a million dollars because of, it was cut so many times. And yet it was still powerful. And they would bring it out by the ton load. Why? Because they needed a war on drugs, that's why. They supplied the war so they could extend the police state. Trolling us is by lies, by corruption, by the dialectic, they supply the problem so they can supply the solution, and the solution they supply continues to destroy the culture. I can remember being in the assembly in Newark, New Jersey, in 1955, and being told that we were going to get a vaccine a polio vaccine. It was the salt polio vaccine. They wound up giving it to us twice, by the way. And we got the saving later on. And this vaccine has been determined, was infected with the SV40 polyoma cancer virus so that it could give 90 plus million people around the world in the next number of years the cancer virus so they could turn cancer into a growth industry. Now they've succeeded in turning ADHD into a growth industry, autism into a growth industry, all sorts of childhood cancers into a growth industry. They've done it intentionally to run their medical, industrial, government complex because you can't make money off people that are not sick created the growth industry of cancer. Now they're they're spraying us with all sorts of toxins and nanotech and whatever. They're doing all sorts of things and it's amazing because I believe God is nullifying a lot of what they're doing, but it's amazing that we're we're all still alive. They they've succeeded almost totally in murdering the whole Pacific Ocean with the intentional destruction of the Fukushima reactors. It was done intentionally because their agenda is to reduce the world's population by 90%. It's written in stone. It's called the Georgia Guidestones. If you don't believe it, look it up. It's in 12 languages, I believe. Wrote it in stone. Their intention of bringing the world's population down to a, a manageable amount. They're the enemies of God because to show that people could have like 20 acres of land and all the people in the world could fit in a part of the state of Texas. Hallelujah. 
I used to fly over America again and again and again, and it's mostly empty space, praise God. You're dealing with lying psychopaths. Why? Because America turned away from God. We started offering child sacrifice, a.k.a. abortion, in the 70s. We no longer punished people who murdered their unborn children with coat hangers, although God would punish them once in a while and just kill them because they were trying to hide their fornication. They weren't repenting, and so they wanted to hide their fornication with the sin of murder. Now we've been deceived into all sorts of immorality, legalizing witchcraft, Satanism, pedophilia. They're working on that. They just legalized it over in Britain because there's so many pedophiles over there. Lowering the age of consent in Turkey. It's uh, it's part of their culture, don't you know? The uh, Salafist, Wahhabi, whatever, they rape their own children all the time. And so, by the way, do the uh, Zionist uh, Nazi Jews and other people who follow the Talmud. They say you can rape a little child before uh, they're three years old, and, and they're not really a girl yet until after they're three. After that, you have to stop. No wonder these Israelis over there are so crazy because they've been subjected to sexual abuse and traumatized babies. Are you crying out to God because your heart is broken yet? If not, you you need to ask God to have mercy on you and heal your hardened heart or heal your unbelief. Why? Well, because if if you don't have a functioning conscience, if your conscience has been seared like with a hot iron, if you are not brokenhearted over the evil that's to millions of people by the, by the, the, the sociopaths that have been murdering people for hundreds of years, it's like family line practicing genocide, because there are family lines that are running this show. If you're not aware of these things, is it because you want to enjoy your ignorance? You want to, what, remain you know, in a place where you're saying it's not my problem, I, I don't know about it, and I don't want to know. If that's where you're at, well, I don't think you're listening to this program anyway. So forgive me, people, for boring you. But if there's somebody, you know, slumming, uh, listening to Michael J. for a hoot, let me tell you, the Word of God says it this way. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I am uh, sick in my heart because of injustice that has uh, defined America. The American injustice system is now the legalized uh, uh, hatred of righteousness and liberty and, and the unalienable rights of men because of the prison for profits, prisons for profit rather, uh, the counterfeit judges, the the demonized uh, um, prosecutors, the phony uh, defense attorneys, because the state gets a kickback. The agents of the injustice system get a kickback for keeping those prisons running. 
to get kickbacks from the the guard associations. Okay, they they want they get kickbacks from the prisons for profit. Okay, and it's it's all about it's all about a uh, incestuous relationship of bribery and corruption, sycophantism. Okay. Uh, if there anybody wants to call, I will see um, you're calling in three four seven eight two six nine seven three three. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read a poem because I feel that confronting evil, I'm confronting it. If going out on the airwaves, God knows what He will do if and who He will allow to hear this. Because the truth, you can't help but get a blessing when you're sharing the truth. Just like Demosthenes, he became the greatest orator. Why? Well, because he practiced. And for me, this is like practice. This is like, you know, I'm sharing. I'm pouring out. By the grace of God, I'm telling people the truth that has eternal significance. I cannot lose my reward for trying to love my neighbor as myself. It is impossible. But hey, this sword swings both ways. There are people who are refusing to shine their light. They're keeping their light under a bushel or under the bed. They're hiding their talent in the ground. They will find that the significance they experience in eternity is not going to be good significance. And this poem is about the dedicated to a family that was subject to horrific destruction where the the father was assassinated by a federal death squad. He was decapitated. His hands and feet were cut off, and the house was burned down around him. His name was Gordon Call, a godly Christian man who told the truth about the IRS. And the judge that uh, threw his son in prison in 1983, bastard is going to get his, wouldn't allow any evidence to come into the court for a, a righteous defense. Because he was a whore in a black robe. And this poem is aimed at demonized fools like him. It's called Judgment for Injustice. The call to repentance is sounded in the halls of tyrannical law, but the heart of the heathen has scorned the believer and mocked his appeal to God's law. A witness for truth has resounded in appealing the rulings unjust, but the proud have abhorred precious rights and ignored the imploring of men falsely charged. When the sentence passed brings indignation by its hateful regard for the wrong. When greed is enfranchised by fiat and theft, Fiat, excuse me, and theft is the code of the strong. It is then that appeals to the judge of the earth will accomplish the righting of wrongs. When light battles darkness so wicked that appeals to the truth are ignored, and the evil in men forced destruction and pain so that the loss for the right was to some but a gain, then the courts in the heavens pass judgment, and the ledgers declare his decrees. The sentences spoken are holy of justice, and the wrath of the judge overthrows the proud beast 
for its men in creation that forfeit by their reckless rejection of right, the mercies that might have protected them also and shown them the path in the light. The choices they make will determine their fate. And repentance alone shows the path of escape. Their souls, unredeemed, still rejecting the, the right, will in judgment be forfeit to an eternal night. So consider the path of the wicked. On the slippery slopes of deceit, if your agreement with him is not broken within, his fate you too will repeat in the horror of limitless torments. In the wrath that answers the wrongs that were done, there hope is abandoned forever when his eternal judgments have fallen. There is no repentance from destroying men's rights. Then the evil that's done against God in his light must demand your destruction and torment. If you've despised his great gifts of justice and right and denied his great mercies that offer you light, then prepare for his judgments. Weep and scream in your night as the footsteps of time follow hard. When your soul becomes forfeit and you'll know what you've lost, as God has allowed every breath you've been given, every heartbeat and sound, every light and dark vision, and your default response is selfish, deceived, not believing his goodness in all you've received, you've seen it's your nature to rejoice as a fool in rejecting the truth that required gratitude. So onward in adding each sin to your cup. Every second and minute, still filling it up, and you're mocking the judgments you richly deserve. Not believing your witness, the witness that your own heart records, you still sow your own torments for eternal review. As you'll remember forever the truth that you knew. up one day with nothing much to do. He tried to put his street clothes on but couldn't find his shoes. The night before he tied one on, now cobweb stilled his head. By afternoon he called in sick and then went back to bed. The next day he felt shaky but he
justice system now because the Masons, the Illuminati, the uh, the uh, counterfeit um, uh, people that call themselves um, the people of God, because these people have so permeated our culture, we're not usually going to find justice in America because we're under judgment. Somebody said, if you won't serve God, you will serve tyrants, and we are in that place we've rejected God and he has given us over to be ruled by fools um, demonized wicked people and um, that's just the way it is the only chance America has is to repent Uh, I don't believe the issue is about um, you know who is going to be elected as far as I think it's significant that Americans are recognizing that a person that's speaking as much truth as Donald Trump um, has got popular um, support. It is significant because most Americans do not want the kind of country we have because we've been betrayed, systematically deceived and betrayed by um, traitors. The Bushes, the Clintons, uh, um, you know, uh, Nixon was was not really a great guy. I mean, he did get me out of Vietnam and 
because he shut the Vietnam War down, I'm persuaded that's why they got rid of him, not because of uh, Watergate. That was that was nothing. Uh, but you know, Nixon probably knew that Johnson was the one that murdered um, um, Kennedy, and Nixon, in some ways, was a whole lot more honest than the kind of people we have today. Uh, yeah, but it's a criminal cabal. The corruption is beyond measuring. And uh, because the corruption is beyond measuring, they get rid of judges and people that actually uh, have a, 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 even a, a remnant of a functioning conscience. They get rid of them or they put them under blackmail, get them in compromising positions, uh, force them to be a part of uh, some uh, Satanist cult thing or child sacrifice and whatever, and they totally control them. So the only way that America can survive somebody who can't be controlled, somebody who has a functioning conscience, uh, they do not want that person running America. And we're talking about international conspiracies to destroy liberty in all the earth because the devil knows that his time is short. And uh, he's been murdering Christians, real Christians, right and left, all over the, the flat earth, okay, and he does not want Christians running around and not in the concentration camps and not being beheaded, okay? And a lot of people are, are – they bought into the lies of the coming tribulation as if we hadn't been in the tri- tribulation for almost 2,000 years, okay? The Roman Catholic Church has murdered 200 plus million people throughout its history. It was totally in control. It was called, you know, it was called the Dark Ages because of the Roman Catholic Church. They hate the gospel of Christ. They are Luciferian, pedophile, devil-worshipping monsters that pretend to be Christians so they can mock the name of Jesus. The Church of England was no better. They're at it again. They are trying to destroy liberty in the earth. And if people don't understand that God gives wisdom and he destroys by exposing demons that have hijacked the holy impetus uh, and, and try to occlude and, and hide the glory of God our Savior and the King of Kings, if people don't understand the doctrines of demons, they cannot walk at liberty and fearless in the presence of God. But the righteous are bold as a lion. They're declaring the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus. They're declaring the lordship of Christ right now. But there are people thinking, no, we don't want to have that man to rule over us now. Maybe, you know, after the tribulation, uh, there's going to be a thousand-year reign. And then, oh, we'll give him permission to rule. But after a rule, and then after that, what? Oh, well, Satan's going to come back and he's going to, you know, fight him again. It's all lies. Satan's being released right now because of the invocation of stupid people and their blood sacrifices. That's why you're seeing Satanism again in the world. Because they've been attacking and destroying a powerless church that was deceived by all the Jesuit insanity that was brought in to America when they invaded our our seminaries and destroyed the real gospel of Christ. Hallelujah calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and asking him to move in America and open the eyes of the blind. Hallelujah. 
set the captives free and deliver us from the lies that have based on the flat earth doctrines that promote us being a meaningless bunch of people wandering aimlessly through space among millions of other stars and planets. It's all a lie. God have mercy on us. This is Michael J. Anderson. God bless you. Bye-bye.